Golf Podcast, presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now your hosts, Frank and Mike. Hey guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. We've got yet another PGA Tour player on the podcast here in a minute. We've got Troy Merritt, a two-time PGA Tour winner. Last week we had Russell Henley. We got five PGA Tour wins in two, wins in two, two weeks. weeks. Not cool. bad. Not bad. But this is always fun. Every once in a while, we like to check in with the guys on tour, uh, pick their brain a little bit. And and why I really am interested to dive into this episode with Troy is that he was one of the, the first players on tour to make a very rapid switch to the new Titleist Irons. Uh, last week when we had Russell on, he was still kind of resting and he was going mm-hmm. to be testing them. Um, but remarkably, after just one range session, uh, Troy made a huge switch in the bag. And That's then, all it took, huh? Yeah, and then, Mike, you know what we got to talk to him about? That ace. Got to talk about that 212-yard hole-in-one he had? Yeah. I think it was about 212 yards. As soon iron. as he made the switch, five iron. So, I mean, talk about validation. validation. I mean, to me, that sounds like it's validation right of, the the new, of the new equipment. Mm-hmm. But we're going to have to see what he says. Uh, so excited to bring him on in a second. Um, also, this week, you know, we're recording this a couple of weeks in advance, but the week that this episode drops will also be the kickoff to our New Jersey Shore Tour series on YouTube, Facebook Watch, and in the Golficity app. This is something that you and I, we had a lot of fun putting this one together. Great fun, man. Took the families away. Jersey Shore went for a week. We played, what did we play? Five rounds over six days. Fun collaboration with Josh Kelly, hole-in-one trick yeah. shots. Uh, we played some cool formats like alt shot, best ball. Man, we just did it all in a week. It was and fun. we could have been there so much longer. We could have been mean, there, we scratched yeah. the surface. We absolutely there. did, yeah. guys. And, and just keep a lookout because one of us fell victim to losing a hole and having to get a tattoo. <laughs> You're going to have to wait and see which one it was. Let's just say we had some fun with this series. But, uh, you know, all, all kidding aside, there's so much great golf uh, in that area. You know, Central Jersey there. You know, we could have so much more. You know? just, yeah. yeah, and the and what I think we both really enjoyed was the diversity of the golf there. You had so much different types of golf styles that you could play. Mm-hmm. And like I said, scratching the surface, only playing, you know, we played five rounds. There's probably about six or seven other golf courses right in that area that we would have loved to have featured. But we love doing these little travel series and we like to do it in these spots too that I feel like aren't thought of enough. I mean, I don't think that that area is... Give, gets the attention that it should get for the amount of great golf that's there. Yeah, you know, I'm glad we were so, able to showcase it. And by the way, when I got back, a couple of buddies were like, "Dude, you're a hero. How are you able to play golf every morning on a family vacation?" <laughs> I was like, "We got this thing down to a science, we man." Down. We were, you know, what we get that that dawn patrol tea time. I think we were 6, back forty a.m. jump offs done by ten a.m. every day. Ten ten thirty, especially when you play all chat. We're done. We were out of there by like nine forty five, man. Oh. <laughs> that's how you play golf. That's how you do play. it. But Sea View, the two courses that were there, absolutely beautiful. They get the LPGA Tour comes through there every year. Uh, Twisted Dune, as you had mentioned, uh, Scotland Run. I mean, how about that? They had a, a, a airplane like on the course. Mm-hmm. We took a little shot at it. Yep. So we had a lot of fun with that one. So that one is going to be out this week. If you're not already subscribed on YouTube, make sure you subscribe there. Follow us on Facebook. Facebook Watch. Uh, you're going to have our videos are going to be you know pretty much everywhere we can we can put them yeah. for you guys uh and then with that too we've got the golf is virtual open is going to be wrapping up really soon you still have time don't forget it goes through the end of august go to golf slash open for all the details on how to register and play uh you can play on your home course uh and and it's it's great it's so much fun every year watching that leaderboard and it's been moving all around these last couple of weeks we got to play our round yeah now you guys can get out there and play you get yours. a little taste of tour life you know for like a day 
It's yeah. cool. I love getting off to a good start. You see like, hey, dude, I'm like 20th. I'm 10th. I'm 12th. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you look at the end, you're like, ah, oh, I'm 185th. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It was fun. Misses the cut in his own tournament. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Luckily, there is no cut line. Okay. But we're just all out there to have some fun. So definitely check that out because you've got a few more days. Even if you're listening to this on August you know, the last day of August, mm-hmm. you could, you could literally register same day and, and go out and play around and be in it. And then we've got some great door prizes. You just have to register and you got to post around in order to be yeah, eligible for those door prizes. We're anticipating 2000 people. So you have a one out of 2000 chance of winning. Pretty simple. I like right. those odds. It's I'll even better odds because we have multiple prizes. Ah, there you go. Ah. I think we've got like what, 10 different 10 prizes. prizes that we've got. Yep. So you guys got a lot of chances to win those. All right, let's do a quick word from our sponsor and then we're going to bring Troy Merritt on the show. And speaking of which, we want to thank Titleist for sponsoring this episode. And guys, you've probably heard it. The waves, they're out there. The new Titleist T-Series irons. I mean, have you seen the look of these things, mm, Mike? So pretty. So, so pretty. pretty. Uh, and I, they, I, you just kind of get that. It catches a, a yeah. lot of hype when you see it on, on social media because everyone kind of like likes the look, but it's the performance that's really been wowing people. And like I said, last week we had a chance to talk to Russell Henley about it, but this week I really can't wait to dive in talking to Troy Merritt. He's made the switch. He's had some instant, instant success with them. Uh, and they're just they're they're clubs that not only they look good but they play well. I mean, it it just you can just tell that each time Titleist is taking what they've learned from the previous generation and just continually building upon it. We're getting tighter dispersions. We're getting better distance out of these things. It's just incredible. So the whole T series and and the other thing too is don't forget there's going to be something in there for everyone. You got the T 100, 200, and 300. And interestingly, we'll talk to Troy about this. You can mix your bag up a little bit. Yeah, you're familiar with that. I am familiar with that. I went with a, a combo of a T300, T200. We'll get what Troy has to say about his own uh, mix. But you guys got to give these things a look. Go to Titleist.com. Check out the new T-Series irons. And if you get the opportunity to hit them, especially get fit, you're going to love these. All right, guys, and I also want to thank FootJoy. Have you tried the FootJoy Shoe Finder yet, guys? Listen, if you haven't, stop what you're doing and go check it out. It's a lot of fun. I mean, you can put in all these things about who you are, what type of golfer you are, everything about your game, where you play, terrain, how many times a week, and they're going to spit out the style of shoe that's for you. Now, a lot of us may be new to the game. We may not know. Should I get spikes? Should I get spikeless? What's the difference? I see you guys wearing the flexes. I see you wearing the Tormax. I see you wearing the premieres, the Hydroflex. There's options. There's too many options. No, there's never too many options. You just have to find the right ones that's for your game. So guys, go to footjoy.com slash shoe finder very simple go through the little quiz you'll pass i promise it's a non-fail i promise a non-fail and then find the shoe that's right for you you'll be very pleased that you did so and guys you're gonna love these new shoes that they are bringing out we are loving them you will too once again footjoy.com slash shoe finder and also want to thank Shotscope. Uh, recently, a couple weeks ago, we announced, Frank, the six winners of our Shotscope giveaway. Yes. We had a lot of fun doing that giveaway. We took a shot at the hardest pin location in New Jersey. We ended up giving away six different items from Shotscope, range finders and their GPS watches. And guys, if you're new to Shotscope, give them a look. Go to Shotscope.com slash golficity. Anything from stat tracking watches, uh, just to straight GPS watches, to range finders that are right in your wheelhouse. $200 for a range finder, $179 for, this, for the regular watch GPS, and $219 for the stat tracking watch. Guys, great prices. Shotscope.com slash golficity. And before you know it, Mike, it's going to be the end of the year. We're going to do our year-end goals wrap-up, and every year we like to break down our stats from Shotscope. 
dive yeah, in. I mean, deep. without them, we don't we don't have those stats. Exactly, we get to look at everything. Like, just it, you wouldn't believe how detailed. Hundreds of statistics, all from just wearing this watch while you play. It does it all in the background. Guys, got to give it a look. Like Mike said, go to shotscope.com/slash/golficity. Check it out. All right, guys, let's bring Troy Merritt on the show now. All right, guys, so we're fortunate to have on the Golf Podcast two-time PGA Tour winner Troy Merritt. Troy, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you. And uh, let's jump right into it because one thing we want to talk about, one thing we talk about here often on the podcast is club fittings, what goes into that whole decision-making process. And obviously, you've made a a big change recently, upgrading to the new T-Series irons. but what I found interesting looking at your, you know, what's in the bag is a little bit of a mixture, the T100 and T200 iron. So a little bit unique there. I wanted to get an idea. What went into that decision-making process for you? Well, uh, to be quite honest, I had uh, set up um, with the Tyler's boys to test them out at the Rocket Mortgage. And I had completely forgot about it. I went and played nine holes early Tuesday morning. And then when we finished, I remembered that uh, I was going to try the new ones out and, uh, yeah, I loved them right away, uh, especially the the long irons, the uh, the five four three two irons. Um, they they worked uh, a lot better than than what I'd uh, previously been hitting. I was able to uh, flat them down a little bit more. They didn't sound uh, clunky like the uh, the older models. And uh, yeah, performance wise, they were fantastic on the driving range. But I only had nine holes on Wednesday morning in the pro am to kind of put them into the fire on the golf course to see what they're like and. Didn't have any issues, so uh, against my caddy's judgment and my coach's judgment, I threw them right into a tournament play that week, and uh, we almost won the tournament. Yep. Well, yeah. Talk about like really instant validation, and and I'd I'd heard that it was just basically one range session, and you were just kind of out there. Um, is that is that kind of the norm for you with equipment changes, or uh, is it something that in in prior iterations it's it's a little bit more drawn out? you know, a little bit more time, you know, kind of working with them on the range before you put them in play? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I don't have any problem throwing something right into the fire right away. I know with the, a previous manufacturer that I was with, uh, they, they had me test out a new set of irons. Uh, they wanted me to play them right away. And so I did. And the results were terrible, to be quite honest. I was sitting them right, left, uh, had no idea where the ball was going, come to find out that they had just given me a standard set of irons. They hadn't even built them to my specific specs and, and whatnot. So wow. uh, I went back to the old ones. I said, you know, until you guys figure out and get this ready and, and you know, we sit down and actually build these things to, to my golf swing, there's no reason for me to be playing these. Well, with uh, with Titleist, that's, uh, that's not an issue. I mean, they came right out of the box, all specced out, ready to go, very similar to the irons that I had been playing uh, as far as look and feel. And performance, and like I said, the the biggest selling point for me was in the higher irons, five, four, three, two. Uh, I don't put them all into play given the, or every tournament round because you know, like you know, or you know, we only get fourteen clubs, and, and I've got sixteen in the bag, so two's get two of them have to be benched each week. But uh, just loved them right away. Not a, not a problem. You don't know what you have until you throw them into the fire anyway. So uh, you might as well get them going for the round. See what happens. If uh, it doesn't work out, uh, you make a change. And if it works out, you look like a genius. <laughs> yeah. right. You know, and uh, speaking of feeling good out of the gate with those low irons, we got to talk about that hole in one. So <laughs> we got a five iron, and I believe this was on Saturday, right? So I think you bogey bogey the first the, the days before. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Bogey bogey Thursday and Friday with a four iron and a five iron. Two yep. terrible Ca- shots. 
they came back with that. What was it two hundred about twenty yards? Just a one hopper. What an amazing shot, man! Yeah, two nineteen one hop right in. We uh, couldn't quite figure out the wind. We decided on what it was most likely up above the trees, and I went with the hard five instead of a soft four. And uh, yeah, one hopped it right in the hole. So was that just like the nail in the coffin validation of the new irons? Like it's like okay, there it is, or what was the thinking? I, well, uh, it was uh, several other shots besides that. Obviously, when they go in the hole, you can't do anything better. But, right, uh, right. You know, some, some, of, some of the layup shots earlier in the week with the long irons, being able to fly them, control them, and, and not having to worry about, you know, how is this thing going to respond or uh, react, you know, into the wind here or, you know, this situation, how, uh, you know, but that, that was the culmination of, yeah, you know, I think we made uh, the right decision. Yeah, Troy, speaking of clubs, and we've had numerous guy Vokey uh, players on the show, and uh, we're close as well with Aaron, and uh, reached out to him before the show. He's had nothing but awesome things to say about you, and you and, and Wayne, your caddy, and uh, I got to ask you, though, any special stampings that you do with Aaron, or is that something that's that's not on your radar? I know some guys like to have some fun with that, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, no, I, uh, especially with Wayne on the back, I've asked Aaron for a few, uh, some few, a few fun stamps. Wayne is a, uh, he, he, he grew up an avid hunter. Uh, his family's got some land in, in South Alabama, so he loves to go and hunt deer down there. And he only gets two days a year now uh, with the little one back at home and, and his wife, and they live in Dallas. So his two days of hunting, he, he got down to the, the last half hour. Finally, deer comes out, and uh, he gets him in the crosshairs, pulls the trigger, and it goes click. And the deer runs off. He hadn't loaded the gun properly. So <laughs> I had a wedge made up that said, Mr. Click, because Wayne likes to steal all my wedges after I'm done. That's great. Uh, I had another one made up that said, can't shoot nothing. Uh, that one went to Wayne as well. Um, I had go. ones that say, uh, not Wayne-os on, on all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just, yep. you know, anything I can do to poke and prod a little bit. And Aaron's always very accommodating, you know, best in the business. So, uh and a great and a great man in, in his own regards. Very nice for him to, to talk nice about myself. Uh, mainly because he probably doesn't know who I am. I'm, I'm not an equipment junkie. <laughs> I mean, I only ask him for you know two sets of wedges a year. And uh, yeah, he said you're real chill. Very, it's uh, what he did. He's like Troy's pretty chill. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very, yeah. Well, that, yeah I, I, I don't know any other way to be. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that is the way to be. <laughs> that is the way to be. All right, so let's let's switch gears for a moment. Let's talk a little bit about. You know the tour itself. You know, you know. Recently, you had some really strong performances. Of course, we've been talking about the Rock and Warrior Classic, Three uh, M Open. That said, right now, as of when we're recording, we're just a couple of weeks away from the playoffs. How how are you feeling? How's your game feeling heading into the playoffs this year? Yeah, I mean, my game uh, through the back has been fairly consistent, with the exception of the putter up until uh, the end of April, early May, and finally the putter rolled around and. As a result, yeah, we had four top 10 finishes and eight starts and had that runner-up at Rocket Mortgage and, and got off to a blistering start at the 3M last week and then uh, went cold the last three days. But it's it's, it's in a solid place. Um, I'm looking forward to the end of the year here with the FedEx Cup playoffs coming on that bubble of getting into the BMW, that uh, that second event where you need to be in the top 70, mm-hmm. currently sitting at 67. So we're going to go play uh, Barracuda next week where – had some uh, heartbreaking finishes the last couple of years. Uh, so hopefully we can change the, the, uh, the result this year, but uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. It's my 10th year on the PJ tour. I've never qualified for the, the tour championship. So I'd like to have a couple hot finishes here and, and qualify for that uh, down in East Lake in Atlanta. Wayne being from Atlanta would have a, a huge pouring of support out there. So uh, that's, that's the goal, you know, keep playing well, try to try to get that win next week in Barracuda. That's eluded us the last couple of years and, and see what we can do in the playoffs. 
There you go. And then Liberty National, I know you've had you know, a little bit of success there. You fired a 62 there in, in 2019. It's a bit of a unique track, though. So, so how well do you feel like it fits your game? You know, I, I had the chance to play it uh, in, a, in a soft co-outing here. That's where I got it, where I got it over here. Soft co-outing about two weeks after the President's Cup when it was there a couple of years ago. And immediately I said, this this course is not for me. It just mm. doesn't suit my eye very well. I don't really like the way it plays. Uh, so when we went there for the playoffs a couple of years ago, I wasn't expecting a whole lot. And lo and behold, we tied the course record the first round. <laughs> right. <years. laughs> I don't know. And that, now I really it, like the place. Yeah. So um, I'm looking forward, yeah, forward to getting back there and not necessarily maybe shooting 62, but uh, playing some some good golf and locking up uh, uh, further starts in the playoffs. It's interesting how a course record will change your mind about a place. <laughs> That's yeah, for I mean, sure. A couple, shots, couple made pots, a lot of birdies. I mean, yeah, it changes your mind in a hurry. Damn. Exactly. And then another thing is kind of looking back a little bit, you, you've battled you know, a couple of health issues here and there. You know, They had the surgery, you were out for a little bit. How have those experiences kind of changed your approach? Has it changed your kind of approach to your career in any way? Is there anything that's kind of long-term for that? Uh, no, I wouldn't say so. Uh, you know, having played sports my whole life, I, I kind of know the difference between playing hurt and playing injured. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've actually played hurt here since the U.S. Open. I've had to wear a – I feel like an old man. I've had to wear a knee brace since uh, the Friday of the U.S. Open. could barely walk that Wednesday and – uh, playing Tory on one leg, I mean, I know Tiger did it in one. I felt pretty good about just making the cut on one leg and been dealing right. with a little bit of a lingering issue there all summer. But, uh, no, it just – I think just growing up, you know, always playing, you know, playing when you're never 100%, you know what your body can handle, what it can't. I mean, right now I just – I had a little accident the other day. I kind of tore some skin off the palm of my hand, so I'm hoping that heals uh, before next week. But, uh, you know, it just – Pain is pain. I mean, everybody knows how to manage it. You know, some manage it better than others. Uh, obviously, playing with a large blood clot in the chest and the arm, I wouldn't recommend. But uh, <laughs> right. uh, have, having the rib out and having to actually rehab that and, and, and strengthen that—that's that's been the uh, the biggest injury. Having to sit out seven, eight weeks and, and, and actually rehab something was different. I mean, I played the PGA Championship five days after I had that blood clot removed. I mean, it, it really hurt, but mm-hmm. I was able to still manage the pain and play. But yeah, having that rib out. Whole new ball game. You gotta, you gotta take some time off for that one. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, and Troy, speaking of taking time off, this is Olympic week. This is a rare time off for the tour. I mean, is this just kick your feet up and chill week, or are you out there? Uh, I have not played since Sunday the 3M. I actually a couple weeks ago got called for jury duty during the John Deere. Um, I asked for it to be postponed to this week, knowing that I would not be playing golf this week. Uh, my number ended up not getting called, but I was on the hook for jury duty this week. Um, so I've had a pretty relaxing week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, this interview almost didn't happen because of jury duty. So we're glad they didn't call right? you. <laughs> yep. But uh, so speaking of the tour, I mean, you've got two PGA, PGA Tour wins under your belt. You talked about some that have gotten away from you, like the Barracuda. You know, what goals have you set for yourself going forward? Are there any personal boxes that you still like to check off? You know, I, I want to try to win every year. Uh, every year. And, and I know everybody says that. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really, really hard to do on the PGA Tour. You know, I, I give myself, you know, two or three solid chances a year. Um, you know, whether you can walk through the door and get the win, I've only done it twice. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of great players out there that haven't been able to manage it. And that just shows how hard it is to win on tour, how deep the fields are every week. Even next week at the Barracuda, I mean, you've got a solid field again. It's an opposite field event. 
people aren't going to pay attention to it uh, as much. But you've got guys that are still the best in the world at what they do, and they're fighting to keep their cards. They've got their backs against the wall, and you can guarantee that all 132 guys, 120 guys, whatever it is, are going to go out there and give you their absolute best next week. And uh, you know the winner next week is going to be you know a very deserving champion. I mm-hmm. uh, hope it's us, but uh, you know we've, we've got a lot of other guys to beat. It's a it's a fun system next week. I tell you what, that Stableford system, the modified scoring is a yeah. lot of fun. Uh, it's nice to throw a little wrench into uh, the doldrums of the summer uh, when it comes to uh, uh, golf on the PGA Tour. But uh, no, I'm excited for next week. I want to give ourselves another chance to win. Uh, you know, we've walked through that door twice, but uh, we've been beaten more often than not. So we got to change. Uh, we got to change that a little bit. Yeah, well, definitely. Good luck there. And you know, before we let you go, Troy, there's a question we love asking tour players when they come on the show. It's, you know, we got a a lot of young listeners and a lot of you know fathers mainly who are who are raising kids and trying to get them in the game or, or and these kids are trying to get to that level what would be your one bit of advice for those guys or gals that are looking to make it on tour yeah you know i was lucky that my parents were school teachers growing up and my dad was picking up the game when i was real young and he would take me out to the golf course with him you know every day uh he never forced me to go he never told me i had to go practice or i had to go play i just loved doing it he just facilitated the opportunity to be able to go and play uh, so uh, what I mean, what I would say, and what I try to do with my boys, because uh, they think they want to be professional golfers, I'm trying to get them to be more recreational and mm-hmm. enjoy other aspects of their life. But is not to force it. You know, if your kid loves something and gets really good at something, then maybe start you know looking to uh, to take it to the next level. I mean, I didn't have my first playing lesson or or, or teaching lesson until I was 27. I was on the PGA tour already for you know a couple of years. Um, so it's just, and everybody's different. I mean, uh, you know, you got to figure out what works best for you. Got to figure out which uh, which way you can get the, the, the job done and do it that way. You don't have to listen to everybody telling you what to do because they don't know you. You know you. Um, so that's, that's the biggest thing. Don't force it. Have fun. If they get good, help facilitate. But, yeah, just uh, let them enjoy it. I mean, it's a game. Uh, it should be enjoyed for your whole life. You know, yeah. don't, don't burn them out. You know, don't make them hate the game and uh, and just enjoy it with each other. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Because there is so yeah. much pressure and sometimes in youth golf when they're trying to make it that level to, to get to burn out. But Troy, do you do you get to bring your boys out there to on the course with you much? Uh, they usually don't travel. Uh, the list this last little stretch they did come out and watch at the John Deere. I've got family in the area. They did come out to the three M and watch. I've got family in the area. I haven't gone to high school there. Uh, my oldest absolutely loves going to watch. He's ten now. He the little energizer bunny. I mean, he can't get him to stop from sun up to sundown. So he has no problem on the course. My seven year old, he's good for about nine holes, uh, maybe a little bit more from time to time, but they love being out there. I love to see their faces out there. You know, they're little sponges. They're watching everything you do. So, you, you know, it's, it's just a good reminder to always conduct yourself in a professional manner and know that your boys are watching you. Yeah, no doubt about it. No, another reason to be a professional out there. You're also, you're a dad. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> Listen, Troy, appreciate you taking the time. Uh, wish you the best of luck, you know, at the Barracuda. And also, like we said earlier, that other goal of achieving, of, of making it to East Lake. Um, hopefully, you know, strong showing at the uh, at Liberty National again, kind of propel you forward that way. We know we'll be rooting for you, but we appreciate you taking the time to come here. Talk to us a little bit about the game, battle, about your equipment. Uh, we've really enjoyed it. Yeah, guys, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right, so that was cool. Uh, a little bit different, I, and I think this is so 
cool. We get those uh, one back-to-back, talking to Russell Henley last week, talking to Troy Merritt this week. Both guys who've had a lot of success on tour, both guys with different approaches to their equipment. Um, and and here, too, you get to see how they, they mix their bag up and what works for different guys. And again, I, I was just very interested to hear some of that decision-making process of, of going with the T-Series, that mix of the T-100 and T-200, because mm-hmm. I did a similar thing with my bag. I hadn't even, honestly, hadn't even crossed my mind to mix an iron set until we went through a fitting with Kevin Sprecher. Right, and why would you think of that? Guided us, because mm-hmm. you know years ago, I used to always just buy equipment off the rack and i would just buy the full set and i think it's one of those things to fittings that sometimes we overlook i mean sure at the pga tour level maybe not you could think those guys are dialing in club by club or whatever it may be but but even for us you know to go into a fitting and then know hey you can mix your bag up a little bit you want a little bit more forgiveness in those long irons you can dip up into the t200 t300s mm-hmm. you know you want a little bit more that ball shaping ability t100 so it's, it's an interesting concept that, I'll be honest with you, it just hadn't crossed my mind until we started to really dive in and understand fittings. Yeah, same. Same. Absolutely. And I'm, I know our fitting is going to be this week as we're recording this. Next week, right? Yeah, as we're recording this, we're going. We're going next fitting. And I'm curious to see if I end up in a mixed bag. No doubt. I mean, it's it's an exciting thing. And, and there's there's other stuff, too. We could get into you know a long discussion of utility irons mm-hmm, and things mm-hmm. like that. But just the good news is, and the good news, it keeps coming back to this, for us as players and as golfers to have as many options as possible the more options the more tools that a fitter has to put you into something that's right for you because everybody is different everybody's swing is different you know and then the proof of that is just seeing the diversity even at the highest level on the pga tour of guys in the different ways that they mix their bag up that just kind of shows you that it really is an individual kind of thing yeah so getting fit is going to be what it really comes down to but again Big thanks to Troy Merritt for joining us on the show this week. Let us know, guys. What do you think of this? I mean, we've had a couple of PGA Tour players on the show. Do you like this format? Do you want to see more players? There's some players that you want to hear from maybe on, on the show here. Let us know. Drop a comment below. Mention in our Facebook group. You can DM us directly as well if you want to contact us privately at Golficity. And uh, let us know because uh, we'd like to see if we can get some more of the guys that you guys want to hear from here on the show. But another fun interview today. Uh, that's everything we have for you. You can get to the show notes by going to golfficity.com slash episode 389, or as always in the Golficity app, which is free for iOS and Android. You can get all of our episodes there. We'll see everybody again next week.